What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. More than 25,000 wrestler profiles. More than 300,000 events. Nearly 2 million matches. To put that in some perspective, if let's say you dedicated yourself to sit down at your computer and manually enter 100 match records into a spreadsheet every day, at that rate it would still take you more than 50 years to amass the match records data set that cagematch.net currently provides. And then you'd still have not even scratched the surface toward equaling their database of wrestlers, promotions, tag teams, stables, and more. Our work at WrestleNomics, we would like to think, goes well beyond the mere nuts and bolts of counting up the business and the numbers of the pro wrestling industry. One of our goals is to understand to what extent those numbers actually reflect the sentiment of people, of wrestling fans. To that end, the so-called inmates, the users of Cage Match, on a scale of 0 to 10, have recorded more than a quarter of a million event ratings and nearly one million match ratings. Along with Jesse Collings, I'm Brandon Thurston. My Cage Match Wrestler ID is 5625. And joining us to discuss all of that and more is the administrator and the founder of Cage Match, Philip Krakenbaum. Yeah, no, well, I, I, wanted, I reached out to Philip first because of all the uh, discussion that had been happening about Cage Match recently. Obviously, Tony Khan kind of mentioned it. Triple H maybe mentioned it. We talked about this on WrestleNomics earlier. That yeah. I, um, I, I think it... it it, it def- it's plausible based on what he said about that based on an infographic that he published or he tweeted about Clash of the Castle. Yeah, that, so that we, it was the, the the most well received international PLE, and it is the highest rated international PLE for WWE on Cage Match. And Tony Khan is definitely definitely checking his Cage Match ratings every week. I'm sure he. Um, but yeah, so Cage Match had kind of which. You know, cage match for for me and Brandon, and surely many people who are listening to this, was always this kind of like super niche outlet where we would go on and we would find it had all this incredible information from all these promotions from around the world. And um, when when you guys still had pictures on there, it was it definitely helped me understand a lot of Japanese wrestling because I was able to understand <laughs> who all these wrestlers were. Um, thanks to the, the the images, but it was always this kind of niche thing, and it seems like recently. Um, because it's been mentioned more in the mainstream uh, and by wrestling promoters, it feels like it's caught on. And I don't know if that's kind of um, being seen on your end or that's just the perception over here, Philip. But I wanted to reach out to you just to talk to you because um, your project with Cage Match, I think, has been responsible for an enormous amount of wrestling research. It's been responsible for, I think, furthering my own fandom as a fan. I'm sure it's true for many other people. Um I used other database sites before I found Cage Match, and it's definitely the top one. Uh, and so we're just really happy to have you on and get to talk to you. I think this is a pretty rare interview. I don't know. Have you done a lot of you know interviews with the wrestling media before? Well, this is the first um, audio interview or video interview I've done. I had two well written interviews before, and uh, I guess uh, my guys um, from the website also had a podcast or have a podcast. And I think I did an episode many years ago, but that's about it. And, um, well, thank you for having me here, um, first of all. Um, you mentioned whether uh, 
we would on our end see this kind of newfound attention. And um, I, to be honest, I can't say that I, we do. <laughs> uh, we have our usual peak uh, over the year during WrestleMania week when seemingly everyone and their mother is uh, going on the internet and, and searching for wrestling and, and, and also coming to our side. But um, I haven't seen anything the last couple of weeks uh, that would lead me to believe that this is this is the moment of I don't know catching on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm I'm quite honored to to um, be seen or that our site is seen as a, a resource uh, because, as you said earlier, it was a niche project and it is still a niche niche project. It's not a business; it is a free project by people who do this in their spare time. So I'd like to mention this first and foremost, because we often get confused with people that um, seemingly do have 24-7 access time to the website to react to whatever is written on Twitter or or anywhere else. But um, most of us have a 95 job, family, and whatever. And so... If, if you see some type of lack of response sometimes, it might just mean that I'm at work. And um, I wanted to, to ask you kind of how you first started. Now, were you, were you involved with the starting of Cage Match? Yes, yes. I am. I was one of the founding members. So um, it was three, three people, three guys, um, me and, and two other associates uh, back in 2001. In March 2001, when we decided um, we wanted to do our own website, at that point in time, the German wrestling website scene was, let's say, highly contested, but still in its in its early phases where n- not many big names were established. So we said, ah, we can do it ourselves. We can do it better than everyone else. I mean, everyone starts it like that, right? And the, the original domain is cagematch.de, is that right? Exactly, yes, cagematch.de. And I think 10 years ago, I, I swapped it over to cagematch.net to get it more into the international uh, scene. But that, that's when we started, and the, the other two guys left within the next year or two years because they had other interests. But I kept on, still have a number of people who've been with me for over... 15, 16 years. So we have a great team, a lot of responsive, responsible and um, experienced guys. Um, some, some you might actually know, like Stricker. Mm-hmm. You might know from the, um, oh, I'm, I'm getting my podcast. He's doing the Lariat so. podcast, right? Yeah, he's doing the Lariat podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. correct. So can you kind of uh, be interested in knowing just a little bit about, about like how the data is scraped and kind of how you put together? Are people kind of, on certain beats, like looking when they're doing data entry and things like that to kind of keep up with results, make sure things are accurate um, on there. Kind of how do you break down like a week to week, like a right. schedule when it comes to how you're working? So what I, what I personally like to um, have always enjoyed and, and, and um, uh, let's say um, encourage everyone is to do it at their own pace do what they think is what, what they're interested in to have fun with the project. And by that account, uh, everyone works a little bit differently. 
And in the past, it was a case of us going on, on other websites like Wrestling Information Archive and uh, Raja, WWF.com, and uh, oh, what's it called? OWW? What? There was, there was some kind of. Yeah. yeah uh, on, online World of Wrestling, I think it was called. Yeah. Other, other big internet archives and just uh, getting stuff from here, from there, and just putting it together. And over the years, and especially in the last couple of years, we have um, transitioned more or less into a reactionary uh, site where we get a huge amount of emails from all over the world, from promoters, from fans, from wrestlers who uh, want to get their stuff listed um, or want to have their promotion uh, listed from all over the world, like China, uh, uh, Philippines, Small countries, big countries, and I mean the big. I mean, we're talking about the big mainstream U.S. companies. They are going to be updated anyway because our guys are watching the, the shows. But the smaller stuff, it's just people sending in emails, and then we are just updating them and, and trying to stay on top of what's what's right, what we're getting, and, and what is focused. Yeah, and obviously in the professional wrestling industry, that can be a challenge, right? Who's lying? Who's exaggerating things? Um, yes, have you yes. guys ever been like notably fooled or someone who was saying things that you kind of took you a while to catch on about whether it's the size of a company or whether it's attendance or a wrestler lying about things? Like, do you guys ever oh, like- lie all the time? <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't want this to 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 sound mean. I, I guess it sounds a little bit mean, but. I have a profound love for wrestlers. But um, some wrestlers, especially if they're in the early stages of their career, um, sometimes exaggerate their importance in, in, in terms of, well, how, how big they are. And, and uh, sometimes they disagree with ratings they're getting on their profile, for example. And some of them get educa- agitated. And some of them are also not amused that they have a rating which does not seem to fit their own view of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then they want to be removed from, from the site. And then several years later, they come back and say, oh, can, can you add me again? Because the promoters are asking for my, uh, for my profile. Yeah. I, I can tell you that like, so I, I've, I spent a few years as a trainer and uh, so we were you know training people from scratch and I can remember, um, you know, sort of make, making a big deal about how, like, oh, so and so, you have a cage match profile now. I can click on your name and I can see all, all the all the places you've worked. So that that's always uh, that that's something that I care about. I don't, I don't know how much wrestlers generally care about, but that's that's something that I've I've always followed. I mean, to, to be to be perfectly honest, me if I was a wrestler, the first thing I would I would care about is the opinion of of my trainer. And maybe the people in the audience, and not and not some internet website. To be perfectly honest about yeah, for this. sure, I, I just um, mean that they they could you know I could find out information about them easily. But, uh, yes, sure. And it's a, a I think it's like also like a milestone for a wrestler yeah. to get a cage match profile, especially at the independent level. Not everyone's going to yeah. get uh, signed to a major company. Not everyone is going to win a major title or something like that. But getting a cage match profile, having enough matches to get a cage match profile. I think justifies certain things and you guys don't just take like it's, I always think it's interesting that you don't have profiles for 
people who are having their first match or second match, even if they're like, like the, you'll see with like new Japan trainees yes. and things like that. Even someone who you feel like, okay, this person's probably going to be a relevant wrestler at least, and probably will have a profile one day, but you definitely, is there like a, a, a cutoff date where you decide, okay, this not, not, a, not a cutoff date. We have, we have sort of a, a, a vetting process. So uh, we are first trying to get some information about these people um, and the wrestlers, whether they were trained professionally, for example, because we uh, do not want to promote backyard wrestling on our side. Um, I, I know that many popular and successful wrestlers have come from the backyard scene, but um, it's still something that I would not willingly promote. But you're making a distinction between professional. I, I make a distinction, yeah. So you have to be trained professionally for at least a notable amount of time, a significant amount of time. It's not like you had one training session with old school wrestler X at a, at a weekend somewhere, and, and then you call yourself professional wrestler. It's not like that. And, yeah. and other than that, we also have, aside from this, this process, we have a long list of um, wrestlers where we where we think it wouldn't warrant a profile because we do not have much information about them. If you only, if the only thing you have is the name, what is what is there to make a profile about? Right, and for people like if you go on Cage Match, you can see their name. You can see their other gimmicks they might have used or different names that yes. they went by, their height, their weight, some of their social media signature moves. Um, there's like style style choices. Yes. Um, yeah. Their athletic background, which I always find very interesting. I've definitely learned a lot of uh, the names of different sports in German, thanks to the athletic background. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're just reminding me that, that I need to find a way to translate all this stuff. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I remember. I, I, I now know that technical wrestler is Techniker, and I, yes. I, know how, I know how Mexico is spelled in German and a few other countries. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah sorry about that. It's not easy yeah. to to automatically translate everything, and we do not absolutely do not have the resources to translate everything manually. No, I think it honestly adds to some of its charm. I remember I was like getting pretty good at it, um, knowing the sports, and I think I want to say it was Michael Elgin, and his athletic background was arm wrestling, but it was <laughs> it was in German, and it's like oh, I don't even want to begin. Probably, probably, yeah. But I saw it, and I was like, "What is that? That's not you know." football or basketball or something like that. That's some weird sport. Uh, and and, so, and usually you actually also don't say a wrestler. I mean, I mean, we do, we, we internet people, we say wrestler, but in the old school German scene, you would just say catcher. You are a catcher. It's so, old school. So Brandon, as a Buffalo, as a Buffalo based wrestler, um, you might have a, a more enlightenment on this, but I've heard that, like border agents will use cage match as information to see if people are going to come across the border to work and they might not have a visa um, and kind of cage match is being used as a research by the authorities to make sure. Yes. Who these I, people I've, I've are. heard this. I've not experienced it myself. Um, so but, but Brandon for, for people listening at home and for Philip Brandon yes. is a wrestler based near the U S Canadian border. Yeah. I, I live like a, a 15 minute drive from, the peace bridge which is the bridge to to canada um and i should probably be transparent i i'm i'm scraping so i've just learned python like a year and a half ago which is a programming <laughs> language and i'm yeah. scraping i have recurring scripts you can you feel, feel feel free to yell at me and tell me not to do this anymore but i have recurring scripts on my computer that are scraping cage match for match results every day 
Um, so, so I, so I have an up to date. You're not the only one. And there's no way for me to prevent it anyway. So yeah. go ahead. And and every week I, sc I scrape your wrestler database to keep that up to date because that's more the way I've done it. It's more you know longer process to scrape the, the wrestler database. Um, but yeah, I've I've noticed that there's there is at least one wrestler I came across who I, I found like evidence of like this person had a. A, a cage match profile and he was referenced in match results but then you go to his page using the id number and and it says something to the effect of this this wrestler has been removed or yeah, at, at their own request or something um and i i would want i would guess maybe that has something to do with not wanting to be tra traced by various authorities internationally. I, I, I actually uh, most often it's not the authorities it's just a case of those wrestlers um, having a real real life job mm. and um, have called in sick on in their workplace to to wrestle on the weekends or something or somewhere else yeah. and um, some of them were busted and then were very angry okay. <laughs> so they wanted their their profile removed I mean this ha happened at least twice or, or three times uh, what it cost the, of the last decade or so. I, I know of one very, very successful current WWE champion who had their um, profile removed twice for work-related reasons, uh, but came back and is uh, very popular. I was going to say, I think I, I, was gonna say I remember wanting to look at that person's profile and finding out that it didn't exist when I first started looking at certain matches. And I'd be like, oh, come on, this person who's in like all these main events locally doesn't have a profile. How am I going to know anything about them? So it's, it's funny you mention that. Um, so the cage match ratings. Now, when the website first came out, my understanding is that the ratings weren't a feature. It was something that was added a little bit later. That's correct. correct? So we, we added this in 2007. So what was kind of the motivation or interest in, in adding that to the site? Kind of an opinion section, basically, for, for people to have, as opposed to straight data. Well, well, to be honest, um, for me, it was a natural progression. Um, when, when, we, when we started out, when I started out, I think the first four years, I wrote all the uh, uh, event results and everything myself in HTML, and it was a pain <laughs> at some point. And um, that's in 2005, I, I wrote the database, or at least the first iteration of it. And um, then it, it somewhat steamrolled. We started off with wrestlers, promotions, and uh, events. And then from that point, we got tag teams, stables. Oh, like, oh, let's do promos. Let's do, uh, how can we add matches, recommended matches, something like this. And if we have this, wouldn't it be a great idea if we could all comment on it? And if we can comment on it, Let's let's give it a rating. I was inspired actually a little bit by by IMDb, you know, the Internet Wrestling or not what sorry, the Internet Movie Database. Mm -hmm. um, and this is this is actually one of the inspirations for for adding the rating system. And I think it was a success from day one. It was hugely popular, and it has taken over basically the um, um, the identity. Of, of the site in a sense because in the past we have been we have been a news site we had message boards we had documents documentations huge amounts of articles and whatever and right now uh, we are we are just the huge database and the rating system which is fine I mean I mean it's our strongest point and it's a point where users, users can interact 
um, yeah, that, that's what it is. This, it was, for me, it was a natural progression. And we've seen, like, Dave Meltzer has talked about this. Like, he, if you ask him, his, his star ratings are the least important thing that he does. It's just a thing he adds Absolutely. to the end of the articles. But it's also the number one thing that Dave Meltzer is known for, for the most part. Like, if you were to ask fans, people would talk about the five-star five, five star scale and things like that. Do you feel that way with cage match is now like the cage match rating is, is more important than the actual database. And certainly it seems to be what most people talk about when it comes to cage match, as opposed to as a resource where I think as a resource, it's, it's still kind of niche. It's still something that oh, absolutely. hardcore yes. people like me are going on every day to see what the results were for a big Japan show that took place earlier this morning. Um, but uh, but for maybe fans that maybe are not as interested in the wide world of wrestling and maybe only like one promotion or two promotions, the, the rating system is something very easy to latch onto and to investigate, wonder how good are some of these people and what, Oh, this person only has this rating. Oh, I'm going to give them this rating or things like that. Oh yes. A huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first to your first point, um, in regards to what I think, in comparison to Meltzer, maybe, um, and to his point, I, I think he's absolutely right. The ratings are a fun thing to do, to have a little bit of statistics and maybe uh, play around with it and, and see for yourself maybe um, what have I missed in the world of wrestling, which is considered good by, by someone else. But it's not the be-all and end-all. So... There's no if if you have a not nine point five rating or an eight point five or a six point five, for me if I enjoy what I'm seeing it doesn't really matter. So um, I think a lot of people on the internet, um, and probably off the internet as well, are hung up on numbers and rankings and a little bit too much and have a tendency to be personally outraged if their favorite wrestler or wrestling promotion or the most recent greatest match they've ever seen is not at the top of whatever list that they're seeing. And to a degree, I, I understand. I've experienced this also. I agree. <laughs> People will be <laughs> outraged if, if your numbers do not validate their, their opinion. Yeah. Yes. And, and for me personally, um, I think, I think the, the way the, the database or the, the rating system is set up is that I consider everything above a 7. Actually, everything above a 6 is above average, and everything above a 7 or 8 is, is worse to, to, to look at, worse to view. If you, even if you do not casually have interest in whatever promotion or wrestler you look at, that's how I see it. That's if, if I'm browsing the site and I do this also daily and thinking of uh, maybe, I don't know, a show that might be interesting to look at. If it has a seven, I'm not thinking, oh, this is not, this is not worth my time. It's only a seven or something like this. This is, this is bullshit. It's, I'm sorry about cursing. Is that a problem? It's okay. <laughs> no, English is your second language. So we'll let you, we'll let it slide. <laughs> so, um, yeah, forgot my forgotten what I wanted to say. It's, it's just for me. I, I daily have to deal with people, um, users. Let's let's call them fans who have a tribalistic behavior and view 
um, where they disregard or even discredit any other points of view. And this is a little bit annoying, a little bit discouraging, and a little bit sad because that's not the point of the website. This is not the point of being a wrestling fan, right? At least not for me. I, I, I'd like everyone to enjoy it, uh, what they're seeing. And if someone else enjoys something else, more power to them. Yeah, and there's a... Um... I always think of it as like a scale. The scale is going to be different, I think, for anyone who's voting. Absolutely. There are people who you said you kind of institute it and you have the little guide of like, okay, this means good. This means very good. And but some people are just like, you know what? If anything that they like, they'll give it a 10. And there's really no way to kind of like set up a scale that I feel like everyone is going to agree on and everyone's going to agree. Things up like that. And I think. One of the things that's interesting to me as a fan of a lot of different kind of styles of wrestling is that I feel like each promotion in its own way has kind of its own scale that I kind of use to assess whether something I think is probably going to be real quality or not. And because different fans are watching different things, fans that are watching WWE are the people who are rating WWE are probably by and large not the same people who are maybe rating a Joshi promotion or maybe they're rating a um, European promotion. Certainly some of them will be, but <laughs> audiences are going to be very different. And so I always think that like each promote, you can only kind of judge, like if you're looking at like uh, different shows from the same promotion, you kind of got to use the scale that I associate with that promotion, as opposed to a general, like this, you know, one show being rated an 8.5, is different in one promotion to me is probably going to be different than another promotions show being written 8.5 because the fan bases are different. Um, and I think maybe some people don't understand that. Some people I saw, um, it was probably one of the raws from a few weeks ago, but someone was saying like, this raw is rated higher than, you know, forbidden door. How is that possible? This is wrong. And I was like, well, they're to- totally different shows and they're probably being rated by different people. If you think forbidden door is better than, all like this cage match rating isn't going to matter but some people get very personal and and tribalistic with the ratings and i think comparing promotion to promotion is very difficult given who's voting on them i i absolutely agree and personally what i was always thinking about well not always but over the past couple of years especially since the inception of all elite wrestling uh, i was thinking about maybe setting some kind of rule that if you're commenting on a show, you're not allowed to talk about another promotion in your in your rating. Focus on what you are rating and not on what someone else ha- has written or what you have seen from another promotion or another wrestler 10 years ago. doesn't matter. It's highly antagonistic and tribalistic, as, as you said. I'm, I'm trying to stay on top of it. And uh, you mentioned earlier that there are uh, always people who are maybe going a little bit overboard in, in their 10-point in their ratings. Uh, we have some automated ways to identify users who, are, who have, let's say, a suspicious behavior. And we try to uh, first talk to them, warn them that, well, maybe please have a look at the rules and maybe think about a little bit how, how you come across, um, sometimes in nicer words and sometimes in not-so-nice words, depending on how the user is. And if there's no way to reconcile this, then, then we also remove them from the site. And sometimes they get very angry, then they post on Reddit or Twitter and whatever, and suddenly we are we are biased. <laughs> I, I mean, to be honest, 
before you before you, you contacted me, I, I didn't even know that there was a an outrage currently on Twitter about Cashman's being biased. It's, it's so it's very niche. To I'm be honest, I, I've I've received emails from just today that we are biased against WWE, against AEW. We are against pro wrestling in Japan. We hate judging. <laughs> we, we hate everything. We, we, we hate everything. And, and we only, we have the side to spur the misery in those people, apparently. It's, yes. It's, well, it's you see, something about numbers. Like if, if you if you deal in numbers and you are publishing numbers, I, th- I think we're bonding here. One of the events that I think started some of this attention is just that since Triple H has been the head of creative instead of Vince McMahon, late July and forward. So, and, and I've been watching this closely. Maybe you've seen me make some charts and some tweets about this. Mm-hmm. That Raw and SmackDown are generally being rated more highly. Each program is generally being rated. more Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba highly after Vince is gone versus before Vince is gone. And there are, as I'm, I'm looking at the, the, the screen right now, there's, there are more votes in this post-Vince era for, and we're still like, for a lot of these, some of these are under 100. There's like 75, 113, 75 for the last three. So it's in the, in the high under 100 level. Uh, some of them are over 100. So it's more votes. People are believing that there's a bias to make the ratings higher. Just if you could tell us like what, what you've seen and is there anything to that? You've already said quite a bit about dealing with bad faith voting and or even the, the notion I've seen people put out there that there's there's bots, that W has mobilized its bot army to influence the cage match ratings. Do you, do you see this? No, no, I don't see any of it. So we actually do have some sort of a bot detection algorithm. Um, I, I won't say that it's 100% perfect because I don't think such a thing it is. But at least it's looking for some kind of non-human rating behavior. Um, I don't see any of it. But coming back to your to your question, the the reason personally, the reason why it's rated more highly is uh, because some people have well regained interest in WWE in the post-Vince era and have enjoyed what they're seeing. Maybe they have uh, stopped watching for several years and they came back. Maybe they used the the period of uh, maybe a little bit of struggle for All Elite Wrestling to come come back to WWE and, and give it a shot and see and like what they see. That's what I'm feeling, that, that what's happening. And in regards to bad face votings and, and bad actors trying to downrate or uprate WWE versus all elite wrestling and vice versa, this happens every week, every week. And most of these are removed. But sometimes it's just people have not liking a show. Like if, if I just wanted to create a fresh account right now, could I vote on, on a match or a show immediately and have that vote? No. You can't anymore. So uh, about, a, I don't know, a year ago or so, I established a rule where uh, you have to wait seven days 
after your first comment before you can make a rating. And I established this because after every AEW pay-per-view, every single one, there were people giving zero ratings and one ratings uh, for everything, left and right. So you're saying you saw individual yes. users who were giving individual, uh, low ratings across many of them. Individual users sometimes registering with multiple accounts <laughs> using the same IP addresses. and Those get banned immediately. Absolutely. And uh, but it's it's not and coming back to oh yes we are AEW bias no it's not only against AEW it's also against WWE we have also a couple of bad face actors who are coming back time and time again you can ban them as often as, as you want they get a new email address they get a new computer or whatever they get that, I mean it's not, not, not you say you're, you're tracking IP addresses too right I mean we we track them for the if you um, send a rating we track your IP address yes. But this is, I mean, this is normal. This is also written in the in the in the side rules if if you want to read them. <laughs> Nevertheless, it's almost the point. Yeah, the, there's this one guy who's coming back and continually operating all AEW matches, the highest rated, the the big tag team match between the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman and other stuff. Especially uh, while I'm on that topic, especially the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega have seemingly encouraged a non-Gaussian way of approval. Either you hate them or you love them, seemingly. Because there's so many users over the years where who were notable for either giving always zero ratings to Kenny Omega or the Young Bucks or right now the Lost Spray or only tens. Everything that they use is awesome. Everything that they do is horrible. It's bipolar. There's no nuance in any of this if i was a a, a user an inmate on, on cage match right yes. and i was <laughs> regularly casting votes and giving ratings and they were fairly normal looking but then i also just decided the, you know I, I don't really like kenny omega's matches and I, I rated them very low or i don't like will osprey's matches and i rated them very low you wouldn't ban a user like that no if if you're usually i mean the, the rating system is set up in a way that uh, if if you are rating out of the let's say the outside of the average rating or current total rating and more than two or three rating points apart, then you have to give a comment and you have to give a specific number of of characters, minimum characters. So I read we read those those comments and if if it's fairly in line with what this user has been posting over the years and if they have a clear pattern where they, for example. You watch, let's say you watch WWE. If every rating you give to WWE wrestlers and shows is a 10, then for me, you're a suspicious user. But if you have a nuanced rating pattern, you say like, I, I like this guy, but I don't like this guy. Or I, this show was awesome, but this show was, was quite all right. Then, then you're not under any suspicion. And the same with quality wrestling others. But there are some people... And I would say maybe, I don't know, 5% of, of the users, but some are very obviously trying to downrate specific wrestlers, specific shows, specific promotions. Kind of the nature of rating systems, I think, in some ways are that people will only be motivated to leave a rating if they have a particularly strong reaction to something, right? Do, do you guys have Yelp in Germany? 
Uh, I heard the name, but no. <laughs> so it's, just like, it's kind of like Google. I guess Google has five star reviews. Like basically, they're just. Ah, yeah. Uh, now I know what you mean. Yeah, so just like, like a rating for I don't know a gas station or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so the, restaurants, especially. Yeah, and the joke yeah. is that no one ever leaves like a three star review on Yelp. You either got you. It's either five stars or no stars because you either got an amazing experience that's worth logging into your Yelp account and leaving a review, or it was so bad that you have to feel like you have to summary in it and i think in some ways like if i was a cage match user i might not be critically like examining every single wrestler and be like do i think this person is a seven or do i think this person is an eight but certain wrestlers would be like oh well like will osprey is the best wrestler in the world he has to get a 10 is there able to kind of identify certain patterns i guess that were people who are only voting 10 or maybe or, or and only voting zero or one yes, um, yes that, definitely that aren't maybe doing it necessarily in bad faith, but only when they feel the extreme motivation to do to vote. Yes. Again, coming to the first part of, of, of your point, personally, I, I mean this from a um, trying to be a neutral observer or reader of the site. If the rating system were full of people who are basically only rating zeros and tens, I would not find the rating system very appealing. Mm-hmm. That's why. I encourage through the, the rules and direct contact and warnings or whatever, our users to have a more nuanced way of looking at things, to have trying to have an average rating of around six or seven. So to think about trying to, uh, if I really like this one, there must be something else which I don't like. And I'm, there must be something which I'm quite ambivalent about, or which I just find average. And it's not something where, where we are like, oh, you haven't done this in the first, I don't know, five, six ratings. Now you are on, on the chopping block. No, but it's over a longer longer period of time, over years. We have many users who've been there for 10 plus years and who have a, uh, the habit of rating everything that they see and have established for themselves some kind of rule set where they're saying, okay, my average is around, I don't know, six, seven and some stuff is better, some stuff is worse, and some stuff is really great, some stuff is some stuff is bad. And there are those, to come back to your point, who are like, I would call them hit-and-run raiders, who are only rating the best match on the show, the worst match on the show, or more, um, maybe a better example is only the matches of the year, something like this. That's why you see some, some matches being proportionally higher rated, even if they are very bad. A uh, famous example is Matt Hardy against Simi Guevara from one of the uh, 2020, I think it was all out 2020 from AEW when, when Matt Hardy had the, the concussion. Mm-hmm. It was obviously a, a lot of brutal things happening, and I do not want to get into any details there because my opinion doesn't matter. But I've seen a lot of users who have only rated this one match from AEW and then with a zero because there was outrage on the internet. And if there's outrage on the internet, then obviously there must be something to it. Now, I don't know, depending on what they are, what the other things they rated is, have they actually seen that match or are they just rating it a zero because there was obviously something bad happening and someone must be made responsible. And there are other, other matches like that. They, Yoshino, uh, what, what was her name? There was some kind of Japanese uh, woman who was a uh, wrestler who was taking advantage of her opponent, famously. Uh, yes. Uh, who Yoshiko versus Yoshiko, yeah. 
and um, stuff like this. Crisp and noir is also a very hot topic. It's it's not easy, and and some people seem to be drawn to only rating these hot topics, mm-hmm. and it depends. Sometimes uh, I, I can't give you a, a rule of thumb or some or anything, but depending on how they're rating, when they rate, um, they might get away with it. But most of the time, I don't think they're adding anything valuable to the site for a reader, a neutral reader. So we usually get in contact with them and say, okay, this is not helping anyone. Either change your rating behavior or we will remove it. One of the things that I uh, enjoy about this rating system is uh, the rule that you're not supposed to comment on other people's ratings in your rating assessment. Yes. Um, And I think that helps a lot. Obviously, not everyone follows the rules all the time, but the fact that it's enforced, I think, does create a good environment where people aren't as reactionary to, oh, this person gave it a 10, they're stupid and their reasons are stupid. And my review, instead of reviewing the match, is going to be like a personal attack on this person who I disagree with. Um, And I'm really impressed just in general, the kind of effort that goes into maintaining the integrity of the ratings, because you could easily just throw up your hands and say, ah, it's a free for all, you know, if if you think the ratings are dumb, whatever. But you, you guys have really made an attempt, I think, to make sure that there's integrity here, that to make sure that Years from now, we can go back and look at matches and things like that and understand they'll have value for researchers and things like that. And the, even though it's just the opinions of a certain segment of fans, it does, I think, carry weight when people go back and look at, you know, what are the best matches from this promotion or what are the best matches for, in the cage match database and things like that. And I'm really impressed by the amount of uh, work that goes into kind of maintaining the integrity. Of- just to um, add to that, free match rating and event rating is a live rating. You can, you can always vote on... It's not as if you can only vote for a match or an event within a month or something like that. I can vote for a match from the 1950s right now if I wanted to. If it was broadcasted and it has a time attached to it. Okay. So I can't <laughs> just vote for some house show that I no. definitely didn't see. But and I think you even have it organized as a way to look at a, in what year. You know, Give me the average for, for each year or something like that, right? Yes. Um, f- first of all, Jesse, thank you. We're, we're trying to maintain a high level of standard. I mean, trying, I don't know how successful we are, but that was always my goal to have um, a website that I could personally be proud of, that I personally like to visit and browse. Yeah, it's an ongoing struggle, but I think it's worth it. And I completely agree with you that for me personally, it's, it's a joy to just browse the website and see the relationship. You get this kind of Wikipedia uh, thing going on where you just click on one link and then you're, Click on the next one, and then you go to this match, and then you go to this show, and ah, I remember this guy. And you click there, and oh, he was associated. Oh, he had a match against X, and oh, and you're just going from from side to side and just going through it, and reading the comments of, of people, which is always very interesting. Just coming back to the point you made about users not interacting with each other. This was actually another strong rule. But that I wanted to establish, um, we had the option, or I had the option, to add something like a plus-minus system for for each comment, where you could downrate each other's comments or something like this. This was, but I decided against it because I don't want this to be a popularity contest between users. We already have Reddit for that, and um, I also didn't didn't want this to be a a discussion for a poor poor discussion forum. Uh, between wrestling fans, which which devolves into into hatred, we have Twitter for that. I wanted to have a a 
website where we can, or a place where comments are on point, focused on the what what is being rated on the event, the show, or whatever, so that it's relevant 10, 20 years from now. You can right now you can go to the site and and read up on on shows from the 2000s or the 90s or whatever, and see comments that are 10 years old and they are still interesting to read because they are not targeting whatever some guy said on on in another comment. It also personally I think makes for a much healthier community because um, as you guys probably know. Anytime you have user interaction, you have a lot of toxicity to deal with, whether you want it or not, even if you have the bestest of intentions and the greatest community in the world. So you kind of mentioned this earlier, um, and without getting too far into specifics, I'd be curious to know, like, what are kind of your interactions with, like, different promoters and different wrestlers and kind of how does that factor into how the site is run? Obviously, you you said you kind of, you get emails all the time from from people asking to be, to have stuff updated on the site, but kind of what kind of goes into kind of working with talent and promoters and things like that and, and being able to vet some of the stuff. Like if, if I send you an email and I say, I just had a wrestling card and it had, these are the list of matches and it's all wrestlers you never heard before. If I just made this up, what kind of vetting process would you go into to figure that out? Would you, is there like research done into that to kind of make sure that I'm not lying about it or got yes. they attach an attendance figure? We, we, we usually try to get some research on it. First of all, uh, you probably should have some kind of proof that you actually had a resting card, that you have maybe have pictures, or, or maybe you have a website. Maybe it was posted somewhere else already, not by you, but by someone else. Um, may, maybe you've already been in the business for some time, or maybe you are in an area where we have other contacts which we could contact and ask around, hey, there's this guy who says he just ran this and that arena and had 5,000 uh, people in attendance. Uh, sounds bogus. What do you think of it? And, I mean, we can't catch everything. That, that's true. But we also have, a let's say, a user community which is helping us with this kind of stuff. So we have a lot of active users from Brazil, from China, from Russia, from, I mean, from the US, obviously, from the European uh, countries, South Africa, all kinds of people who are local fans who are interested in their wrestling world, their community, and knowledgeable, and they're usually more than one person. So... If, if one person is coming up with, oh, here is, there was this show, and we can ask another person, how about this? Is, is this reliable? So these, these are our, uh, well, our attempts to vet everything to the best accuracy that we, that we can provide. You're doing a lot more than most people in wrestling media when it comes to verification <laughs> of, of reports and rumors. Yes. Um. I imagine you're aware of uh, Wrestling Data, which is another internet uh, yes. database. They're good friends and, of ours. Okay. I was, I was wondering I was wondering if you had an opinion about that. And I, I think they're from Germany. The people yes, they are from, are from Germany, Germany as well. The, the, the German web website is genickpo.com. So, okay. can, uh, so they, they didn't translate it literally into English because it would be something like uh, uh, breaking your neck. So it wouldn't it wouldn't, uh, wouldn't fly that that well in English, I guess. 
or the website was already taken, who knows. Um, nevertheless, they started, I think, a couple of weeks or months earlier than we did. And so we've been side by side all the time. Uh, we've been neck and neck sometimes. We've been competing a little bit in, in the 2000s and when we, when we were younger and, and more competitive spirits, maybe. Um, but at this point, I mean, they've been around for 21 years as well, just as we are. And they are doing an amazing job. They just have a different kind, uh, let's say, different style to it. They doing stuff differently, and that's 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 great. There's, I think, variety um, is is always great, and it's not like uh, we are losing anything by 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 having, let's say, this this kind of soft competition, because, I mean, we are not winning anything either if someone visits us. Yeah, one of the, the main differences that I'm, I'm aware of is that wrestling data has more older match results and cage match has more like a more diversity of independent companies and things like that. Well, what, what they what they are doing or have done in the past, at least, is also using a lot of script based scraping of, of, of the wrestling of the wrestling Internet and more automated filling the database. Um and they also integrated, I think, mixed martial arts into their database, which we are not doing at all. So if you're interested in that, you, you could visit them, for example. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, to be honest, I haven't visited their site in a couple of years. <laughs> but And, and, uh, and by contrast, Cage Match, is, this is like manual data entry that, that's yes. updating all of these match results. Yes, everything is done manually, yes by a team of well, no, 30, 40 people. I'd be curious just if you wanted to share, like, is there any like humorous things you can share from like something that was just wrong on the site that is in hindsight, very funny that it was wrong or uh, incorrect. Wrong or incorrect. That was funny. Um, no, not, nothing really comes to mind. In okay. regards to something that was incorrect. Um, they were, I mean, Speaking of wrestling data, both wrestling data and us in the past had problems with um, team members or younger team members copying stuff from the other side. And actually, both sides, we have at least the two owners, um, the owner from wrestling data and myself, we have an agreement to not copy of each other, content of each other. Um, but there's sometimes stuff being copied regardless. And in regards to funny stuff is that there were also honeypots being set up by both sides, like getting the the, the match times slightly wrong <laughs> on the actual uh, um, the actual time, and then seeing if it, the wrong time shows up on the other side. So this has happened in the past, and maybe it's not the right, it's not exactly what you were asking for, but I thought it was quite fun. Yeah, Another funny thing that we have is that. Um, we had in the past a that's not a, a April Fool's jokes that were made by the team, which were um, I'm, not, I'm not going to go into too much details because it's going to be exceptionally unfunny for American audiences. Is this the uh, mysterious? Is this the mysterious German footballer? Yes, yes, it's the it's Frank Reiner, the the, the German uh, soccer player or football player, um, who for for many many years was showing up on on April Fool's Day. Uh, and 
joining up with uh, John Laurinaitis to start up a WrestleMania in a, let's say, small village somewhere in Germany. And, and it was always a new story that we poured out that was, that was two-thirds believable. And then at the very end, it was coming down to, yes, and this is uh, uh, because of this, this guy and John Laurinaitis. And as you know, they were uh, doing the thing in the WrestleMania. And it's the funny thing about this, at least for me personally, is that this guy, Frank Kleiner, has a profile on the website, but it's not public. You can only view it if you uh, search for it, or not, not search for it, but if you click on it in one of these news articles. So you never find it in any um, restless search or something like this. But it's it's just a little in-joke that, that we try to put, put in. A little inside jokes for those people who have been yeah. around for you gotta, time. you got to pop yourself sometime. Uh, Absolutely. That's I mean, Brandon, Ted Pass would know. Brandon, do you have anything else? People have, have, have told me that it may, maybe there's some in terms of what the results are that are available on the site. Maybe there's there's some some regional biases so that like say the northeast oh, pe- people always, you know I sometimes I'll try to get an idea of like how experienced a wrestler is, especially in independent wrestling. There's a lot of wrestlers who've been wrestling for like 20 years, but they've been, maybe been having six or t- ten matches a year, as opposed to somebody who's been wrestling let's say like six years or something, but they've been wrestling you know many many times a month. So when I've met wrestlers from the West Coast, they've always complained, well, there's not enough, yeah, they, they don't have all of this stuff and all this. And of course they don't have, you know, Cage Match doesn't have every match that I've ever wrestled either, but they seem to, to not have as much for, for at least people on the U.S. West Coast. And I imagine there's analogs across other regions as well. Well, the, the, best, the best response I can make to that is let us know. Send us those results. And if you are uh, interested and and. Uh, you can also join the team and help out. We have a lot of American team members who are helping out with, with individual parts of the, I guess, mostly the East Coast. But um, we are just fans. We are we're trying to do a good job. And if you are a wrestler who thinks that that he is highly underappreciated or underrepresented on cage match, either you, you ignore it because it's really not maybe that much important to your career or if it really bothers you get in contact i mean what's it there for right mm-hmm. I, right. I, I guess we could just end this, just saying that like i use cage match for so much and it's like i said i've got scripts that are running every day to keep this up to date and the, the fact that you guys have user you know wrestler ids so that i can uniquely identify because obviously wrestlers change their names all the time but that's that's helped me a lot to to do all different kinds of research, and I'm doing things like with the with the quarter hours and with YouTube videos when we're trying to analyze, you know, who's most associated with with the you know really successful quarter hours or YouTube videos. I'm I'm trying to write scripts that that will find a wrestler's name and then tag it with their cage match ID, so I can uniquely identify them. So that's I'm I'm leaning on a lot of cage match data to try to. That's, that's awesome. I'm, I'm really happy about that. So th- thank you. Please please keep your site going. You're doing a great job. Absolutely. All right. And we're going to wrap things up by reading Brandon's Cage Match article. Uh, <laughs> article live. <laughs> read, read, my, read my reviews. See, well, you all actually, I, I thought my, I was hoping you would have more. You only have one uh, rating. Yeah. I was hoping. My, my, my Cage Match ID is 5625. I was trying to create bots to. Uh, you're gonna, you're gonna downvote, downvote you. Me. You yeah. like Brandon? Well, you got a respectable rating. Yeah, he's got an eight. 
Exactly. Nobody really cared about me until that Jay Freddy match beyond in 2019. That's Pretty that's fair. where that's where I really hit the uh, the media. So it says, but... and you also already have career highlights, so that's I'm, fine. I'm pretty old, so yeah, I've had a lot of time <laughs> to, to gather that stuff. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty old as well. <laughs> um, all right, well, thank you so much, Philip, for 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 coming on and agreeing to do this. Um, I know when I reached out to you through an email, I wanted to be like, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> like, I don't think there are bots running cage match, but I think it would be something interesting to talk about. Cause I guess in, in my, in our like kind of small hardcore niche of wrestling fans of people that watch cage match, it's been something that we had become aware of, which are like these WWE shows are doing good. Who's doing it. And you got people saying that there are bots and things like that. But I think it's really interesting to get into like the, the, I think, most people wouldn't know the amount of work and research that has gone into, you know, not getting results, um, working with people to corroborate on those results. So that information is accurate. And also the kind of work that goes into making sure that the rating system has some integrity to it and that there are these, you know, things set up to kind of prevent bots, to prevent people from just flying by and, and spamming ratings and things like that. Um, I think a lot of people maybe don't under, didn't understand that. So it was great to have you on today and kind of talk about all of those things, the kind of work that goes into maintaining this site and, and keeping it as a valuable resource for, for all of us who, who love wrestling. I, I would add, like, I think that anytime you're dealing with something that is quantified, whether that's TV ratings, or attendance, or people's opinions about wrestling matches or I don't know, votes in an election, when, when people don't see the result that they want to see that validates their opinion, or when there's a normal state of, of affairs that that's starting to change, I think then people, maybe someone naturally start to question the process. And I think that's... that's it happens in every fandom, I would say. Yeah. Talk to Star Wars fans, talk to Disney fans, talk to gaming fans. Well, maybe don't talk to politicians, but... <laughs> They would also tell you that um, yes. that's a tendency to maybe exaggerate a little bit in one way or another. Okay. All right. Well, th thank you again, Philip. Thank you for joining thank us. Thank you very much for having me, and it's been a pleasure. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.